You're listening to Barter with Christine with your host, profit improvement expert, Christine Radovich. Listen live each Monday at 1. Christine talks with business owners on how to increase cash flow and grow profits. You're listening to the Barter with Christine show. I'm your host, profit improvement expert, Christine Radovich. Happy Monday. Okay, first, I would like to say that I truly hope you can find something to be happy about today and always. Depression is a very serious illness that can affect how you think and feel. I know many of you out there are struggling right now during this COVID-19 quarantine, making things more challenging, especially if you have recently found yourself out of work and, you know, maybe left with no health insurance. I have recently witnessed people at a local pharmacy being angered and brought to tears over no longer being able to afford medicine for themselves and their children. This is a very serious situation, folks. I wanted to mention this just to bring awareness to those of you that might be fortunate enough to still have jobs, essential or otherwise, or many of you that may be able to work from home, or those of you that are sitting at home that still have some sort of income, whether it be unemployment or pension, Social Security. There are other people really struggling right now to make ends meet. And I'm not just talking about rent or mortgage. I'm talking about basic needs and life-saving medicine and health care. Please be mindful that your situation is not the situation for countless others. It broke my heart to witness what many people are going through right now. We need to come together as a people and look out for one another. So be a good human. And as I've mentioned on you know, previous shows, look out for one another. Be kind. Be compassionate. And ask how you can help your neighbor or your family members that may be struggling, going through some really rough times right now. Even if it's just being a good listener, you know, make that phone call, check on your people, you know, make those extra, you know, messages in Facebook and just check on people. Together, hopefully, we can affect change. Uh, if, it, if it entails contacting your local representative and letting them know of someone's real personal struggle, then do it. Uh, we, we really have to come together during these times. It's important that we get back to work sooner than later. I know that people are scared, but uh, it's important that we get back to some sense of normalcy. So speaking of change, today I am very excited to be interviewing today's guest. I have been trying to get her on the air since the beginning of the year. And so today is finally the day. She is calling in remotely as we are all doing these days. But I am pleased to have her on the show today to discuss how to get and stay organized. Deborah McCann of Organizing Outside the Box is a professional organizer helping people change their ways when it comes to their clutter and disorganization. Deborah McCann, welcome to the Barter with Christine show. Hi, Christine. Hi, everybody. <laughs> All right, so you'll have to speak up just a little bit more. Uh, I'm oh, so glad okay. to have you here, but please take a minute and introduce yourself. Tell us who you are, what your company is, how you got started. Go ahead, take take the floor. 
Okay, my name's Deborah McCann, as Christine said, and the company is called Organizing Outside the Box. I named it that because I don't like to just give somebody an organizing um, tip or organizing system and say, this is what you do, follow this, do A, B, C, D, because that doesn't work for everybody. Everybody is different, so that's why I call it Outside the Box, because I tailor what I do to each person um, differently, depending on their situation and how they work and how they live and how busy their lives are or uh, other situations. But how I got started was I'm actually one of 10 children, and I wow. was a little child. Yes. So I was always helping my mother organize everything, because if she wasn't organized, she would have been totally insane. <laughs> so, <laughs> I guess know, with 10 so, kids, wow. <laughs> yes. One of 10, and it was like, it was crazy. So, and I, But I actually enjoyed it, and now I take my daughter on jobs with me. So then when I'm organizing, it's like it brings back memories of when I would do it with my mother, you know. And I have this weird kind of mind. Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, I did computer systems analysis for so many years, like 33 years. So I have this analytical thinking that I just put things into a process. But I also, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say that is a great example of turning your passion into your business. I mean, obviously you were passionate about it, you enjoyed it, and then you created a company from it. I think that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. It is, and I'll tell you, I'm, people usually have to tell me to stop. <laughs> that like, you know, because I could be there 10 hours <laughs> and just keep wow. going and going. And it feels like, one and they're like, um, you know, like, well, the kids are going to be coming home <laughs> from right. school, and I need to get dinner and things like that. <laughs> but you know, so I'll do half a day, I'll do full days, but I can just go and go and go because, to me, it's so relaxing because it's rewarding because I could see a before and an after, and you can't always mm-hmm. see that in a job. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, I imagine there there's all kinds of people. And, you know, there are probably, you know, different kinds of clutter from just messy people to full-on hoarders and probably many in between. So what is probably one of the most extreme, and don't obviously, you're not giving names, but, like, I imagine you've seen some pretty extreme situations, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Some that should be good candidates for the TV show. <laughs> <laughs> no, not that bad, which is which is good. And they do okay. have companies who um, focus more on hoarding because it's more mm-hmm. of a psychological thing. But some people okay. too think that because they have too much stuff, they think they're a hoarder and they and they have this shame and embarrassment about it, and mm-hmm. they don't need to. Like a lot of people who think they're hoarders are actually not. They might just mm-hmm. be buying and buying and buying more things, not realizing what they already have. So if That's you don't realize point. what you have, you just keep buying, you know, or you're buying the wrong size, or like you bought a dress early for your daughter for Easter or something for your son, a gift to give him for his birthday. You put it somewhere. You never remembered where you put it. Mm-hmm. And then that holiday came and went, and the birthday came and went, and you had to buy them something else. So then you have this brand-new item sitting there, you know. Right. One of the worst places that I was at was where the, actually the bags were piled 
so high, like over my daughter's head, who's like five foot three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. And you actually had to walk into the house and move bags to the left and right to make a path to get to the other side of the room. So you wow. crawl over things. But the strangest thing was it was all clean. It was all new. Wow. It was vacuumed. It was rearranged. It was, you know, and and, wow. and it was a like over a million dollar home. And so getting somebody to like um, where they're comfortable to working with you, that's one of the biggest hurdles because some people are just embarrassed and they're afraid to let somebody in. And then when they finally do, it's such a relief right. for them. Right. You know, that always, always on the first day, I always hear my clients saying, I am so glad that I finally started this. <laughs> that I, <did> this. <laughs> well, I finally you, did something. You, you know? raise a really good point. It's taking that first step. And I guess the first step is kind mm-hmm. of admit, you know, like the 12-step program, admitting like you have a, a problem. Yeah. Right. So, you know, that's the first step. If you realize that maybe, hey, look, I'm not capable of being motivated by myself to do this. Because let's face it, some people are just busy. I know personally myself, I could probably use your services because I'm not the most organized individual. I I wouldn't call myself a hoarder. Uh, I do like to buy things. And I have plenty of stuff and too much stuff. So it's really just parting with things. But uh, getting back to the busy point, you know, you work, you work late, you might work till 6, 6.30, you go to the mail, uh, the post office, then you, you know, come home, you make dinner by the time you care for the dog or the kids, not me, I don't have kids, but other people have kids, you know, they're finding themselves probably just being able to wind down around 7.30, 8 o'clock at night. And, you know, for most people, you know, TV or reading a book is, or maybe even getting on the computer is their R&R time. So they're really not thinking about delving into that, that, that storage drawer that it, you can't even hardly get shut anymore because it's just not on the forefront of their mind. You know, and then weekends, you right. know, n- n- uh, COVID-19 weekends aside, you know, you're usually out. You're doing something. You're going to the beach you're visiting relatives, you're, you're going shopping, you know, you're, you're out. And so really then you come home and then you're like, oh, I've been out all day. I want to kick my feet up. So how do you carve out that time? How do you, what advice do you have to motivate people on how and where to get started? Well, one of the things you have to realize is the clutter is causing you a lot of stress <laughs> And it's Mm -hmm. making you less efficient. And so organizing is actually going to save you time and it's going to save you money. Mm -hmm. So you'll have more time to do those things that you enjoy doing. And like everybody has their own skills and their own skill sets. So it's like if you concentrate on what you can do and then let me focus on what you can't do or what I can help you do, you know, then that makes a huge difference. And sometimes it's hard for someone to let go of those reins. But, you know, saving the time of not having to look for your keys again, look for this paper, um, look for this bill, miss a date or an appointment or something like that because of, you know, the paper is who knows where. You Mm -hmm. actually, you waste so much time by not being organized. And you don't have to be super, super organized. You don't have to be Martha Stewart. You don't have to be perfect. 
you know, you just need to make progress. And when you do make progress, that's what motivates you to do more. That's right. You're losing weight and you lose 10 pounds. You're like, oh, okay, I can do this. I can do this. (laughs) Now I can go towards the next 10. You just take it off in little chunks. You don't try to tackle the whole thing at one time. Right. That, that's good advice. And I guess that's why you're the professional. <laughs> so, so you know, there are people out there that are just plain lazy. How do you motivate a lazy person to take action? I think one of the things, that's one of the, the biggest things where people need somebody to actually be honest with them mm-hmm. and tell them, you know, like, okay, if they're lazy, they generally actually are not that busy. <laughs> because a busy person doesn't have time to be lazy. Right. So they do have chunks of time that they can carve out. So if you can talk to them to just get them to dedicate 15 minutes and then maybe go up to 30 minutes to where you're going to take this pile of papers and you're going to see that you have six electric bills there, <laughs> you know, um, mm-hmm. And maybe you paid them online, so do you really need them? You know, right? Um, so let's that, talk about that. Mm-hmm. Paper bills are a, a sore spot for many people. The mail mounts up, and piles of paper on desks. Um, you know, so many people complain about this. this. Is one of the biggest challenges for a lot of people. You know, whether personally or you know at their office. So, do you need to keep those paper bills, or how long, and what documents are need to be kept? And let's let's define this for the audience. Well, there's a lot of there's a lot of things online on how long you would keep things like tax rec- tax records for the seven years in case you're audited. There's there's documents that you'll keep lifetime that would be like marriage certificates, divorce certificates, real estate things. Um, so I always hold on to those, but you can also scan the items in too. But as far as monthly bills or even retirement account statements, like with retirement account statements, you get monthly ones. Then you get a quarterly one. Then you get a yearly one. So you don't need all of them. So if you're saving your monthly ones, when you get your quarterly one, throw your monthly ones out. Then when you get your yearly one, throw that year out. It's for the yearly statement. And then when you have bills, that are like, say, a credit card, and you see that, okay, my payment was logged, these purchases were correct, or I didn't purchase anything, you don't need that bill anymore because it already, you can get a lot of this stuff online. Online, right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll tell you, a lot of great information, but we're going to delve even deeper when we come back from our two-minute commercial break. I want everyone to just stay tuned because a lot more exciting information that we can talk about here to help get, you know people part with things. We're going to talk about that when we come back. But for right now, we're going, to, we're going to slip off to our break. Stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. My name is Joe Ball. I am 88 years old. 88 years old. I don't look that old, except in the mirror. I've been in business over 61 years, aiding small and medium-sized firms with their advertising and related needs. I'm still at it. You can benefit from my lifetime experiences. Call me personally at 484-562-0060. That's 484 484- 
562-0060 or www.phillybizmedia.com. That's www.phillybizmedia.com. Make your contact soon for obvious reasons. I'm 88 years old. 484-562-0060. Jim, your restaurant looks great. You have a lot of new customers. Thanks, Dan. Things have really turned around. What changed? I joined Atlantic Barter, one of the area's oldest and largest barter exchanges in the Mid-Atlantic region. They really helped me grow my business. How did they help you? Well, through them, I traded restaurant meals in exchange for things like advertising and pest control services. They saved me thousands of dollars already. Do you think my business could benefit? Absolutely. The painter I used on trade to paint my restaurant picked up a cash job from one of my customers. That's great. I need new customers. Give them a call at 302-654-5650 or visit AtlanticBarter.com. They work with all kinds of businesses. I'm calling today. I definitely want to save some cash. I don't know why I haven't done this before. Be smarter, think barter. Visit them on the web at AtlanticBarter.com to build barter into your business plan. Call 302-654-5650. That's 302-654-5650. You're back listening to the Barter with Christine show. I am your host, profit improvement expert, Christine Radovich. 27 years in the business of bartering. If you do not have a business recovery plan, please visit AtlanticBarter.com. Atlantic like the ocean and barter is B-A-R-T-E-R. You need to have a plan in place to recover after this COVID quarantine. Atlantic Barter offers low interest and sometimes interest-free credit lines uh, for qualifying businesses. This is a way to increase your revenue and protect your cash flow, which is ever so important now more than ever before. So free consultation, contact Atlantic Barter, contact me, 302-654-5650 is the phone number. Deborah McCann, my guest today, is an Atlantic Barter member. And Deborah, you have bartered for quite a few years now. What are some of the things that you've done with barter? Uh, The hair salon, for one thing. I love the salon down in Ocean City. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I can say their name or not, Abella Salon. (laughs) Yeah, sure. (laughs) Uh, And um, so I love doing the hair stuff and everything. And a lot of restaurants for my husband. Nice. But the best thing was, from the barter show, we did an auction of where we won the Phillies tickets. And oh, great. So the night that we went to the Phillies game, my husband actually met the guy who was his, like, personal hero. Wow, you've got to be kidding. No, and I was able to get his signature while my husband went for some food. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was Greg Luzinski. Uh, he was in um, the box even, with you? No, he was, he was actually by one of the restaurants. Um, he has some kind of... Thing there, the bull barbecue or something like that. Oh, neat. Great. And my husband was like, oh, yeah, you're a rookie year. And he told him his batting <laughs> average and all this other stuff. And he was like, that's you're great. right. And he had on his World Series ring. So even, nice. you know, when, when Joe slipped away and then I got the autograph later, which he did for nothing, 
um, then I had that at um, Christmas time. I gave him the ticket from the game that was actually autographed by Greg Lazinski. So oh, it was, wow. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I'd love to hear, um, you know, memorable experiences using barter. You know, there's all different ways that you can spend your barter money. Um, you know, it's, it's just an additional revenue stream that can help protect the cash flow and uh, sometimes you get some really neat stuff like that, so it's great that you have that experience. But let's get back to you. I, you know, I'm just so fascinated by what you do because I think that you have the capability of helping so many people streamline their life. And you know, let's let's talk about. I know that there's not a, a, a you know a cookie cutter plan for everyone. That's it's perfect right. example of why you said you named your business the way you did. So you have to be out of the box and creatively think about what's going to work for each person because all systems don't work for every single person. Uh, you know, I I can't follow certain things that involve more of my time. So for me, things have to be very simple, very streamlined because I can't dedicate a whole lot of time to a process. And you know, so let's just talk about, you know, let's say we start with the bedroom, okay? We were talking earlier about parting with clothes. And so, right. you know, most of the time you either, you know, hold on to it because you're wearing it, you, li- you like the item, or you might find yourself not wearing it, so you might either choose to donate it, or if it's in really bad uh, repair, then you just toss it. But in going through that process, you had a strategy for this. Can you talk about that briefly? Uh, yes. What I do is actually, and it can seem a little overwhelming at first, um, but when when we spoke, I was talking about if you just take a pair of black pants out of your closet, hold them in your hand, and you're trying to decide, do I keep these or donate them, or do they need to be repaired, or do they go somewhere else, like to my daughter or to my sister or something like that. It's hard to do that when you're looking at just one. So when you remove everything in your closet and you do like a top-level sort, that these are all your pants, these are all your shirts, these are all your jackets, these are all your blouses, then within your pants, say you have 60 pair of pants, some people have (laughs) more than that. If I see that I have 15 pair of black pants, well, then when I pick up a pair of black pants and I haven't worn them for four years and I know I'm not going to fit back into them, it's a lot easier to let those go because I know I have 14 left. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It's just the way, and your mind can actually let that go easier because you're like, oh, okay, but trying to decide on just that one (laughs) can drive you crazy. Okay, so so let's let's do these scenarios. Let's because I'm thinking about me personally. I have a pair of jeans that got ripped, and I'm not sure they can really be repaired. But they were my favorite pair of jeans. But it's not like I can run to the store and go buy them again because I think they came from another country. And so I've been trying to track down this pair of jeans so that I can find them an, another pair so I can wear them. Um, I'm holding on to them. Am I holding on to them too long? I don't want to just take a picture and let them go because if there is any possibility of getting them repaired, I'd like to get them repaired and wear them again if I can't find another another pair. So what do you, what do, you do in a situation like that? Right. So, well, you actually sort of answered your <laughs> question yourself <laughs> without realizing it because <laughs> if you if you are determined to hang on to them, and the big thing is they need to be repaired. So that's what you need to focus on, not replacing them, 
but can they be repaired? So, you know, with a tailor, with now they have like liquid stitch and things like that. They have all kinds of different ways to repair things now. There's actually shops. There's one in Philly that I saw on the news the other day, and they actually do. Um, right now they're open only online, but they do 80s and 90s and different um, old vintage clothing, but they will customize things and they will make something new out of something and they will repair items. So there is a place in Philly, but I wish I remembered the name. It was on the news wow. last night. <laughs> <laughs> so that okay. might be an option to find that that retro place and right. they can probably repair it. Or, you know, if there's a seamstress who does tailoring, who has you know, a business that has been around for a while. Yeah. I'm not so sure these will be able to be repaired. But, mm-hmm. Right. But but moving on, let's talk about quickly because we're running out of time. We probably have less than five minutes left. So as we are going through this process, what tips or advice do you have for how people can stay organized once they have cleaned a room? Okay. Well, one of, the, one of the biggest things I like to do is have what I call a parking lot because if I have something in my hands that I see that was sitting on the counter or on the end table or somewhere else, and I know it doesn't belong in this room, but I don't want to go down to the basement to put it away, out to the garage. I don't want to go upstairs to the second floor and put it in my daughter's room. I put it in what I call the parking lot. <laughs> and the parking lot can be used really by anybody if they come home from um, a game or something and they want to throw their softball in there and their mitt because they don't feel like putting it away yet. But then at the end of the day, any everybody in the household can take a few minutes, even if it's 15 minutes, check the parking lot and see if there's something that can be put away now, you know, so that right. doesn't just become a big collection area. Right. It's a great idea. And one of the tips that helped me greatly years ago, someone said to me, let the bedroom be a bedroom. You know, if there's something in the bedroom that doesn't belong in the bedroom, get in a box and get it out of there. You know, cleaning supplies when you're done with them or that tape measure that you use to measure the window for new curtains and it just sits on your bureau. You know, get it out of there and let the bedroom be a bedroom. And boy, I should take my own advice, right? (laughs) But no, these are tips that, you know, it, it plays in your mind. And if you play that over and over again, you realize, okay, I'm making some big mistakes here. And there's our cue. We're just about out of time. Very quickly, how do people find you, Debbie? Uh, well, I am on Facebook and mm-hmm. um, as Debbie McCann and a professional organizer. And my personal email is Deborah McCann at Verizon.net. It's D-E-B-R-A-M-C-C-A-N-N at Verizon.net. Or Great. Myself. All right. Well, oh, go ahead. We'll, we'll put your contact information on our page because I really have to wind things up or okay. we're out of time. So go to the Barter with Christine page. We'll give you her contact information. As always, be smarter. Think Barter. We'll catch you next week. Bye.